0: This is Dexter First Pentecostal Church Podcast. Dexter First Pentecostal Church is located at 1213 North One Mile Road in Dexter, Missouri. Our current service times are Sunday morning at 1030 and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Today's message is entitled, A Reminder of My Failure. It was shared by Pastor Jeff Wells on Sunday morning, October 18, 2020. Our hope and prayer is that it is a blessing to you. Your Bibles with you, if you'll turn with me to the book of Genesis. I'm going to read a familiar story. This is amen. This is the story of Joseph. Man, God had given Joseph a special dream, and as a result of the way his brothers reacted, and it sent him into a process. In chapter 40, Joseph. Was in was in prison, a man, the baker and the butler had a dream, he interpreted it, and then he, uh, amen, this is, we're going to read a few segments of scripture here, but in, in Genesis 40, verse 12, this is Joseph telling him, he says, this is what the dream means. The three branches represent three days. Within three days, is going to lift you up, restore you to your position as the chief cupbearer. Please, this is is Joseph pleading with him, please remember me, do me a favor when things go well for you, mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I didn't do anything to deserve it. Well, once the dream come to pass... Verse twenty-three: Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, however, forgot all about Joseph. Have you ever been forgotten? <laughs> Never giving him another thought. Well, we we skip to verse or chapter forty-one, two full years later. Pharaoh dreams a dream, amen, and it was because of that dream and him trying to find the explanation in verse 8 of chapter 41 the next morning Pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams so he called for his magicians and wise men of Egypt when Pharaoh told them his dreams not one of them could tell him what they meant finally the chiefs of the king's chief cupbearer spoke up today I have been reminded of my failure. And it was then that he told Pharaoh of Joseph, it was because of that, that Joseph would soon be elevated to prime minister, and Amen, God's purpose was done. But I want to take that statement that the chief cupbearer made, the butler made. Today, I have been reminded of my failure. I don't believe it was the butler's ill will towards Pharaoh or or towards Joseph that caused him to not mention Joseph. I I just think it was, you know, he he was no longer in prison. Life was good. He just didn't think about it. But at that moment, he was reminded of what he had done. Oh, man, I'm reminded of my failure. Hallelujah. This morning, and and I, I know today that there, all of us, at some point, we have... We've made choices we would really rather, if we could, go back and redo and failures that we would like to write. And the enemy is so good at bringing that reminder to us. I want to preach for just a few moments on the reminder of my failure. God, I love you. And Lord, I'm thankful, God, there is no condemnation with you. And Lord God, we are here today. We stand, God, in complete transparency. God, we are not perfect. We have made our mistakes. There are many failures represented in this building today. But Lord, you're able today to take a failure, Lord, and make good out of it. I pray this morning, Lord, as you will help us. uh, God, minister to our hearts and to our minds. Give us understanding today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated Praise God for a moment. Hallelujah. In one particularly telling episode of the famous Peanuts comic strip featuring Charlie Brown. In this particular episode, it, it, there was an exchange that took place between Linus and the lovable loser, Charlie Brown. Lina says, "Charlie Brown, I just saw the most unbelievable football game. What a comeback. The home team was behind six to nothing with only three seconds to play. They had the ball on their own uh, uh, one-yard line. The quarterback took the ball and faded back behind his own goal. and he threw a, a perfect pass to the left end, who whirled away from the four guys and ran all the way for the touchdown. The fans went wild. You should have seen them. People were jumping up and down and when they kicked the extra point, thousands of people ran under the field laughing and screaming. The fans, the players, they were they were so happy. They were they were rolling on the ground and hugging each other and dancing and everything was fantastic. Charlie Brown looked at Linus and he had this response. How did the other team feel? (laughs) Amen. There is far more of us who probably can relate to Charlie Brown than to the winners. Charlie Brown must be the one who suffers. And that is according to his creator, Charles M. Schultz. And he said because he's a caricature of the average person. Most of us are much more acquainted with losing than winning. Winning is great but winning isn't funny. Reality is that that's probably true. We have had our share of losses. It's not all bad but it seems like we can relate to that more than all the triumphs and the many, many victories. Amen. This morning I am convinced that we as a people, even though we may be acquainted with loss and we may be acquainted with what suffering is, amen, we are still a people, amen, that are afraid of failure. Amen. I'm 45 years old. And in forty-five years I've I've had my share of losses and I've I've made decisions that weren't good decisions and, and I've I've stepped out in some things that that, that turned out I, I should have done I should have done that. Uh, amen. And even though I'm acquainted with that, I, I've got a history of that. I still yet today at 45 years of age, I don't like failure. Uh, I, I I I'm afraid in some senses of, of failure. Failure defined is simply a lack of success. Amen. It's it means to to fall short. Amen. I, I was several years ago uh, a mentor of mine was asked us the question, he said, What 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 is success to you? How how do you define success? And as a pastor, if we're not careful, we could we could define success by the size of our congregation, by by the results of every service and and he said, if we go down that road, you are setting yourself up to be a failure because you cannot control the results. It is God that gives the increase. So he told me, he said, this is how you need to define success. And success is simply living a life that is pleasing to God. If I will please God, if I will submit to him and live my life according to his plan, then that success, Success, uh, irregardless of results, because we surrender the results to Him. In our world, though, failure. A lack of success, uh, a man uh, 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 falling short all the time. You say, Pastor, just look at my bank account. You'll see how big of a failure I am. Uh, or, or, or look at how many broken relationships I've been through. Uh, oh, you you, you can definitely see how big of a failure I am. We all have those stories, uh, and unfortunately we are acquainted with them. In the Urban Dictionary, and I don't recommend going to the Urban Dictionary because there's some definitions that we don't need to know. But in this particular word, failure, amen, the Urban Dictionary defines failure as when your best just isn't good enough. Anybody feel that way? I've given it all I've got and I still don't get nothing in return. I'm a, I feel like a failure. No matter what we do, failure is going to be a component of our lives at some point or another. A few years ago, the headline in, in Britain's telegraph newspaper read, uh, pensioner, meaning retiree, a seven-year jigsaw battle ends with piece, one piece missing. 86 year old retiree Jack Harris started this puzzle just after Christmas of 2002. He spent the next seven and a half years working on the five foot tall puzzle. Sadly, reports the telegraph, he was dismayed to find that he only had 4,999 pieces with one tiny hole in the middle. Why couldn't it have been on the edge? But it was in the middle of this puzzle the piece was missing He was so disappointed, his daughter said, when he found that one bit was missing. It's sad because now it will never be completed. How many here can relate to Mr. Harris? You've devoted so much time and energy and everything you've done to do it right and come to find out you're still missing one piece. Amen. Failure is something... That we all are acquainted with. Uh, all right, I'm going to shift gears because that's kind of depressing. Because you're like, Pastor, come on, move, move on here, would you? Amen. In Genesis chapter 37, it kind of gives us the, a backdrop of our story this morning, talking of, of Joseph's father Israel that he loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him, and they could not speak peaceably unto him. And here God gives Joseph a dream. He dreams a dream, and he tells it to his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. Now, I say God gave him a dream, and God did. But God did not tell Joseph, you need to go tell your brothers what you're dreaming. You need to go... Tell all everybody about what you're doing. not. Everything you you see, you need to be that needs to be said. Amen. There there's some wisdom here that Joseph did not have. His dream was all about what God was going to do for him. Amen. How God was going to elevate him. He's the youngest of the brothers, and the older brothers are going to bow down to him. Amen. It was a it was a dream from God. It was a dream that did come to pass. But I kind of feel and believe that possibly Joseph. He loved that dream. He was excited about that dream. And I kind of think that he may have even knew how it would affect his brothers. But here he was the youngest. And he's having a dream given to him by God. And he kind of wanted to put them in their place. Amen. He's dreaming dreams of how God is going to bless him. My question to us this morning is, amen, God gives us visions. He gives us dreams. We feel God giving us directions but when is the last time that we dreamed a dream amen for concerning someone other than ourselves amen I don't know that it would have been appropriate for Joseph he probably should not have shared that dream amen because it was elevating him and what God will do for him when we are so consumed with our own advancement God will have to put us through a process just like he did with Joseph it was because of the rage of his brothers uh, that he was thrown into a pit uh, and from the pit uh, he went to the Potiphar's house. Uh, from Potiphar's house he went to a, to a prison cell. Uh, it took a process of 13 years uh, for his dream to come to pass. Uh, amen. Uh, desiring to be great. Uh, amen. Causes uh, amen. us to look within. Uh, I believe this morning there's nothing wrong with wanting to be great. Uh, amen. But it is when we suffer want to be greater uh, that it becomes a problem. Uh, amen. Uh, there's nothing wrong uh, with being great. Uh, to be to desire to be great, uh, it causes me I need to look within me. Uh, I don't want to be what I've always been. Lord, I want you to change me. Uh, I want you to make me in your image. Uh, but when I want to be greater, uh, amen, I start looking outside of myself. Uh, when I just want to be greater uh, than my peers, uh, I just want to be greater uh, than so and so. That's not where I need to be but what I want to focus on is Lord I want to be great in you I need you to change me from within it's not about what people see it's between me and you God my desire is what I want your will to be done in my life hallelujah but Joseph because part of it was because Joseph was young and but Joseph learned his lesson, But God took, uh, amen, what could have been a really bad situation, uh, what could have been a complete failure, uh, and he used it for his purpose uh, to where at the end, uh, Joseph was able to look at his brothers and make this statement uh, that what you had intended for evil, uh, God has made it for good, for the saving of many people. Uh, see, the purpose wasn't just uh, of that dream, was not just for his brothers uh, to bow down to Joseph, uh, but it was to put Joseph in a place. Amen. In the the palace of, of Pharaoh that would allow him to be able to help others and many people to be saved. Amen. Your purpose is beyond your own personal life. Your purpose is beyond your own personal, amen, area of influence. But God wants to magnify you more than what you could ever imagine. But you cannot be focused on just you for that to take place. Hallelujah. We fear failure. Failure has a value. Amen. Now, we as a, as a church, as a church culture, we don't preach this very much. Because we, we want to preach, okay, this is, this is the line you need to walk, you need to walk it as straight as you can. Because if you don't walk that straight line, you're a reflection on me and then people may think bad of me because you can't walk a straight line amen praise God I remember growing up and I was told because I was a pastor's kid and I lived in the parsonage and I was always told that I need to be real careful how I live my life because I'm I'm a reflection of my dad and God forbid I bring any reproach on my dad there's a lot of weight on a pastor's kid amen and I, I was, I did okay, I think, but, but I, I, I mean, I remember, mom and dad did a great job of deflecting a lot of stuff from me, but, but I'm thinking, oh, if I make a mistake, that's one thing, but if I make a mistake and it affects my dad and his ministry, I mean, they, they, it was almost as if that I could, I could like completely destroy my dad's ministry from my own actions. Let me tell you, friend, I understand that we don't want to be reproached, and I mean, that, that's common sense, but but when we say that your performance is so important that you can be so bad that you can destroy everything around you. Now, certainly, you, you can cause damage. And, and, and many of us here today, are, are we are the results of some of that damage. Amen. But I want us to understand this morning... That although we are, we are seeking, we're, we're pressing toward the, the, the prize of the high calling, we're, we're, we're trying to be the, the best that we can be, we want to be great in Jesus, yes. But we also got to understand we're human. And humans, don't get mad at me, humans are stupid. I can say that because I'm one of them. And humans make some really bad decisions. And humans will allow things outside their lives to influence them. Even when they know they shouldn't do it, they still do it. That's not smart, but we do it all the time. Amen. We're we're frail in our humanity. But I, I want us to understand this morning, the enemy would love to come and haunt you about all your failures. All the things that you have done wrong. All the things that you've messed up. He, he may even be this morning trying to, trying to say, you know, look where you could have been had you not made so many mistakes and failures. But I want us to understand today, I want us to look at it from a different angle. Failure has a value that can benefit us and everyone around us. In Hosea chapter 7, Very interesting verse of Scripture. In verse 1 he says, When I would have healed Israel, but then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered, and the wickedness of Samaria, for they committed falsehood, And the thief cometh in, and the troop of robbers spoileth without. And they considered not in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own doings have beset them about. They are before my face. Notice, he said, I was going to heal all of Israel. But then I discovered Ephraim's. It wasn't because of the amount of Ephraim's iniquity that that, uh, amen, pushed the scales to where God's redemption was no longer able. But the point of the matter was, uh, is that Ephraim uh, was trying to hide their iniquity. I believe, and it's my opinion, I I could be wrong, that we, if we're not careful as a church, we we can put failure in such a negative light that we we force everybody to make sure that we're doing all that we're walking a straight line even when we're not walking a straight line i can't let nobody see my failure i can't let nobody see my iniquity i've got to put it in a closet i've got to put a mask to cover it up i've got i can't be real because i'm too big of a failure and because of that very type of mindset amen when i would have healed israel but then the iniquity of Ephraim was discovered you know what I believe? I believe you're in a whole lot better shape if you will be completely open and transparent to God. Amen. I, I'm not saying you gotta, you got to wash your, your dirty laundry in front of everybody, but I'm telling you, you, better be you better be transparent before God. And I believe that there are those in your life, amen, me as a pastor for one, amen, that you can trust because there are some things, amen, we need to acknowledge yes, I've been a failure, yes, I've made a mistake, but the the enemy would like for you to think that there's no hope from you from here on but I'm, I'm telling you friend there, are some, there is value in failure it is our fear to fail and be rejected that causes us to want to hide our faults amen but if they really find out who I am oh I won't be accepted let me tell you friend it ain't it ain't our acceptance that's the most important. It's his. Amen. I'm telling you, if I will please him, everything else will be fine. I don't know what it is. Part of it's our society, part of it's the way in which the environment we were raised. But I'm telling you, it is never good to hide the iniquity. Amen. To think that somehow I can hide it from him. Amen. Praise God telling a story, I was talking to someone the other day and, and they're talking about a place of business that there was so much stealing going on <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and what, what should have happened, what needed to happen is all those that were stealing and there was a bunch of them, there was, there was quite a few, they should have all been fired because stealing is wrong, amen, but because of the fear of not being able to rehire people because we live in a day today that people just don't want to work. Just, it's, just, it's just reality. So instead of, instead of firing everybody, they just quit doing that program so that way it would keep them from, from stealing. Amen. We live in a time today amen, where I, I don't want to compromise my values. I, I, don't, I, don't, want to, I don't want to put a, a mask over something. I'm telling you, friend, God wants us to be real. He wants us to be transparent, amen. And let me tell you, the reason why I feel that we want to hide things is because we are we fear to be a failure and we fear that we're going to be rejected. But I got good news for you and I got good news for me today. God is not looking for perfect people. Boy, oh, I'm glad to hear that. You know why? Because I'm not one. Amen. God is not looking for everybody that has it together. Anybody relieved to hear that? Amen. Praise God. Do I want to go here? This is not on my notes, and that's always kind of scary. Amen. God is able to still be God in your chaos. Anybody have chaos in your life? Oh, man. I thought it was just me. I'm glad. I, misery loves company. I'm so glad you're chaotic, too. Amen. Maybe, maybe that's one reason why we don't want to be transparent with our, with our faults is because we think nobody else has them. And the reality is we're all the same. You mean you're not perfect? Nope, I'm not perfect. You mean you've got a lot of chaos? Yep. You mean you're a a preacher and you've got chaos? Yep. Some of it comes with the calling, but a lot of it I create. Amen. Hmm. Do I want to go here? The Bible talks about, I don't want to go here. It talks about an unclean spirit. Oh, I don't want to go here. Because I'm talking to me. Now, an unclean spirit, now now you can, you can research this, and, and yes, unclean can mean evil, and, and, and uh, of course it is demonic, but devils love chaos. Wow. Devils love things that are unkept. If you were to walk in my office today, Oh, I don't want to say this. The desk in the room, it's nothing but chaos. Don't agree. It's, it's my desk. It's my office. Okay. We don't need no amens on this point, but it's true. It's horrible. And I used to just say, well, it's just me. I, 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 was, I, I heard somebody somewhere say it. It was on Google or Facebook maybe, so it's got to be true. That, that messy offices and messy desks are, are a sign of genius. I thought, oh, that's me right there. I'll just, I'll, I'll accept that. But, but I'm finding that that may not be true. You know why? And I'm, I'm not just saying about messy, I'm talking about our, our lives. That, that, that's a reflection of my life. I don't like to say it that way because, and I'm not going to go any further because I'm feeling conviction here this morning. <laughs> But we have chaos. Life creates chaos. Devils, demons. Now, now let, me, let me say this. The devil, according to scripture, and, I, and, and again, if I'm wrong, you, you can correct me. The devil, Satan himself, only afflicted about eight or nine people in scripture. Okay? So chances are, Satan himself is not bothering you. But his demons are. Okay? His demons... Are attracted to your chaos. They're attracted to darkness. So if you're if you're entertaining things that are dark nature, then then you're you're, you're attracting. It's kind of like wearing, uh, uh, you know, smothering yourself with with honey. Why are all these bees chasing me? Well, when you're when you're dabbling in darkness, you're you're opening portals for the enemy to come in. We're we're, we're coming upon Halloween, and I'm just going to say this: I've not seen any of your yards, but if you've got ghosts. And things in your yard tonight, for the holiday of Halloween, you're opening portals for the enemy to step in. All right. It's, it's true whether you agree or not. I don't want to entertain none of that stuff. Chaos. I was listening the other day, and, and this is back before Orkin or before Terminex or all these pest control companies existed. And so, where, where, where they would be able, every now and then, they have to get rid of the bugs out of their house. And, and, and the, these were uh, uh, plaster walls, and, 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 or concrete walls, concrete floors. And so, this person talking about when he was younger, uh, his, his grandma would boil water. And she would take this boiling water, and she would pour it into the cracks of... Uh, of the floor and some of you in the cracks of the wall and, and when they would do that uh, these spiders and beetles and scorpions would come because they love to hide in the cracks and crevices of the floor <clears throat> that sounds disgusting but let me tell you Amen. In your chaos, you're attracting, uh, amen, those spirits. Uh, they are unclean spirits. Uh, the, the the demonic from Gadara, guess where he liked to reside? He liked to reside up in the cemetery, up in the tombs. He couldn't be controlled. It was he was an un, it was an unclean spirit. But I'm thankful today that God is able to take uh, in the midst of our chaos. Uh, yes, uh, spirits are attracted uh, and spirits come, but God is greater uh, because even legion, uh, thousands of demons could not keep uh, Amen this man from his deliverance. Uh, Jesus delivered this man uh, in an instant. Uh, I'm telling you today, uh, you may have chaos, uh, you may have all kinds of things in disarray but don't think that you're not a candidate for Jesus Jesus wants to straighten your life he wants to help he wants to bless he's not looking for perfect people John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word the word was with God the word was God The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made. That was made in Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehendeth it not. Verse 14. We all know it. The Word. Everybody say the Word. Was made flesh. Dwelt among us. And we beheld His there's a difference between the glory of God and the presence of God. Anybody can feel the presence of God. Amen. I have stood at, at, at basketball games when they're singing the national anthem. I, I, I call it the Holy Ghost. I mean, tears. I, I'm just, maybe, maybe it's the, the, the patriot in me. You can feel the presence of God, but the glory of God is different. Amen. When the Word was made flesh, we beheld His glory. The Word was willing to become entangled with flesh. Amen. The Word who is perfect. The Word who is righteous the word amen who is all knowing again nothing uh, without it, all things were made by him without him was nothing made that was made but yet he in his in his perfectionist uh, in his a uh, uh, perfectness whatever you want to call it uh, was willing to step down from that place of of Throne of glory and then become entangled with flesh. let me tell you, friend, amen, you do not affect his his righteousness. Amen. We're not we're not deluding God. God, we can add all kinds of people to God and God is still sovereign. God is still all powerful. Amen. But he comes down to dwell with us, those of us that have failures, that have made mistakes, that have all kinds of chaos and trouble. Amen. He wants to entangle amen with you and I. David was a man after God's own heart. Amen. But David was also a man who had experienced... Amen. And suffered his share of failures. Some of which were because of poor decision. He should have been at war rather than sitting or standing on his housetop. Amen. He would have never seen Bathsheba if David would have been doing what he should have been doing. But he sinned. Amen. But then David, we read in scripture where he repented. He said, hide thy face from thy sins or my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create Give me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Amen. He sinned. And a product of that sin, his name is Solomon. And God used David's son to build the temple that would, amen, house the very presence of God. Isn't it something that God would use the product of failure and mix it with some grace and use it to help expose his glory? God could have used any of David's sons but he chose Solomon. The name of Solomon means peace. David found peace after his failure. Anybody got a failure in your life? Every one of us. Anybody here, the enemy trying to torment you all the time about your failure? Let me tell you, you don't have to have that torment. God can bring peace to your life. But it's going to happen because we're not going to be like Hosea chapter 7. Instead of trying to hide our failure or trying to hide our iniquity, amen, I'm going to be open and transparent with God because you know what I need? Every day I go to an altar and I ask God to forgive me. I repent of my sins and I ask Him to create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. And the next place I go, I go to that brazen labor. And that is there where I ask God to cleanse me, cleanse my mind, cleanse my heart by the washing of Your Word. Let me tell you, friend, God can give you peace after your failure hallelujah I'll make one more statement and we're going to get ready to, we're going to land there are some things that failure can teach you that fasting cannot amen that statement was made by a young minister I listened to the other day some things there are some things that failure can teach you that fasting cannot Because if our motivation in our fasting is to, Lord, I want to be perfect. If I can get closer to you, then I can forget about all my failures. The reality is, I'll never be perfect. But again, it's about my heart. Amen. He made a statement in that message. He said, God never called us to climb the ladder. Because if we climb a ladder, guess what happens? This is the reason I don't climb ladders, because you can fall off ladders. God called us to climb onto a cross. A cross you can't fall off. This is not about me. This is not about elevating my ministry. It's not it's all about you, God. I want to be great in you. I don't care, God, if I'm not greater than anybody else. I've said it before and I really do mean it. It doesn't matter to me whether I'm the greatest preacher or what I just want to be I want to be what God wants me to be. And guess what? If he's happy, then I'm going to be happy and everybody else can just deal with it because I'm telling you, I've got my share of failures, but I've got peace because God is merciful and He's righteous. We're we're landing. We're landing. Amen. So there will always come a time when I'm going to be reminded of my failure. Something's going to happen. Amen. Praise God. There are... It's amazing the things that can trigger a memory. A song. A certain scent. Uh, all all sorts of different things that can trigger. Let me tell you, same thing with your failure. Amen. you'll You'll be doing good and feeling well and thinking, all right, I've got this behind me. Then all of a sudden, something triggers it. And then you fall apart again. I'm telling you, I am stepping off of the miracle round the devil's got me on. Amen. No longer am I going to be held captive because you know what? He's trying to tell me how bad I am and I'm just going to have to say, you know what? You're right. But greater is He that's in me. Amen. I'm not perfect, but the good thing, devil, is the, the Lord is not looking for perfect people. The Bible even says that His strength is made perfect in my weakness. That is why it is so important, church. Amen. Nicodemus met, met Jesus in a garden and he, he said we know you're a, you're, you're a teacher coming from God you, you, the things you're talking about and he said I, I, need to, I need to have some more understanding so Jesus said you've got to be born again Nicodemus said well how can I enter into my mother's womb he, no 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 you understand that which is flesh is flesh that which is spirit is spirit but marvel not I say to you you must be born again or you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven that's how important it is to be born again there may be those here this morning, you, 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 you may have had the, the title, amen, uh, called over you. You're an alcoholic. You're a drug addict. You're, you're, what, you're this or that. You fill in the blank. And, and you may fit the bill in every area. That may be exactly what you are. But let me tell you, some even tell you that you were born that way. You couldn't do anything about it. Well, maybe that's the case. But here's the reality. That's why you need to be born again. Because when you're born again, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You're a new creation. (laughs) Amen. Jesus said you're going to be born of the water and of the spirit. Amen. Peter talked on the day of Pentecost. He preached and he said to those who asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. When you step into the baptismal waters and the name of Jesus is called over you, you are walking into covenant with God. And there is something special that God has with His covenant people. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I need, I, it is absolutely necessary. I've got to have the Spirit of God in my life. Amen. So the enemy's telling you how big of a failure you are. But I've got news for him. God is going to take all of my shortcomings, all of the times I come up short, all of the things that would be classified as a failure, and he's going to make them right he's going to give me the ability that I never would have. Amen. His strength is made perfect in my weakness as we stand here today. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. If we were to list all of our failures how big of a list would we have here tonight? We'd have a big list. Because we've got a lot of them. And I know there are many things that the enemy can remind you of, but I'm here to preach to you this morning that that failure can actually actually teach you some things. It can help you. Amen. I'm telling you, I cannot do this on my own. I am nothing without him. He is the vine, I'm the branches. Amen. If I'm detached from him, I ain't got no hope. But as long as I stay connected to him, he's not going to cut me off. He's never going to look at me and say, well, you've made too many mistakes. You're on your own now. But he is forever reaching for me. And this morning... Somebody here today needs to understand you need to embrace this very idea. Amen. God loves you so much. He loves you the way you are so much uh, that He is not going to keep you in that condition. Uh, Amen. He loves you so much. uh, There's nothing you could do uh, that you have to earn His love. Uh, But I'm telling you, He loves you so much. uh, He's going to transform your life. Uh, He's not going to leave you where He found you, but He's going to change your life. While we were yet sinners, He died for me. I don't have to earn this. I don't have to. There's no no 90-day trial period here. You don't have to get good to get God. You get God to get good. I'm telling you. Why don't you give Him a chance this morning? Uh, amen. He is the answer. I'm telling you. There are others here this morning uh, that will agree with me. Uh, what, what, Everything I've been preaching about, I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth today. God wants to take you in the, in the condition you're in. Uh, you don't have to straighten up. Uh, you don't have to fix anything. Uh, God will do that. When you submit yourself to Him and you repent and are born again, amen, you are a new creature. Hallelujah. This morning, as we begin to sing, I want to invite you around this altar. If you're you're ready to get off of this miracle round, if you're ready to quit going through the cycles, I just want to get free. I'm telling you, your answer is here this morning. In the name of Jesus, come on. Amen. Just come to open your heart. Hallelujah. I recommend lift and up your hands. God Lord, here I am today.
1: Sin. God, I am desperate for you. But he did not In the name of despair. God. He started over again. And I bless the day. over and over he molds me and makes me into his likeness he fashions a clay a vessel away and empty and broken i came back to him a vessel unworthy and so scarred with sin but he did not he started over again. Oh, and I bless a day that he didn't